the educator, by her very presence, is the curriculum which is being taught. She shows how right it is to be engaged in a love affair with truth. Crystal Joy Campbell here in Classical Matters. I'm so glad you could join me. That quote I just read is from an essay called What is Classical Catholic Education by Jonathan Beeson. A link to it is in the show notes. I think this quote is very relevant at this time of year as educators everywhere are preparing for the school year to start. So today, I'd like to explore what we as classical educators can do to be ready to teach. This time of year, we are often consumed by program plans, curriculum, methods, systems, and schedules. And these are important as they do give us a roadmap of where we would like the journey to go. But how much consideration do we give to how the student will return to learning and how we will approach the teaching? We can start by asking ourselves how we view the role of the teacher and the student. Do we, as teachers, believe that we are the principal cause that brings about the understanding in our students? Or do we view ourselves more along the lines of how Socrates saw himself as a midwife, assisting in the labor of learning? As classical educators, we see the student as made in the image and likeness of God, given free will by that same God. We respect and give dignity to the responsibility God gave them over themselves. And because we view the human person this way, it needs to inform how we view our role as an educator. The midwife image that we take from Socrates is a good one. A midwife cannot do the laboring, though she suffers alongside the one in labor. She can ease the laboring by making suggestions based on her expertise. And she maps out the labor process, but changes course when necessary. She is responsible for the environment and the atmosphere, but the one in labor is responsible for the birthing forth. So likewise, as educators, we are responsible for the environment and the atmosphere, and the student is responsible for the laboring and bringing forth of the learning. We need to take a serious look at our responsibilities. We need to be sure that we stay in our lane and not take on the student's responsibility. So let's take a closer look at our responsibilities. We are responsible for the environment, but what does that include? Well, some of what that includes would be engaging in relevant content, a learning setting that is fitting, free from distraction, well-ordered in space and time, generous margin in our schedules, which will allow for the fostering of wonder and awe. We are responsible for the atmosphere, and that has so much to do with setting the tone. Our attitude and disposition is probably the greatest contributor to the atmosphere. How we are, what we show, how we inspire, what we profess, what we believe can really make or break the atmosphere. But what does all this mean? Well, in Jonathan Beeson's quote, he boldly claims that the teacher is the actual curriculum that is being taught. He says that if we are engaged in a love affair with truth, it will show. And on the flip side, it will show if we aren't. 
He is pointing us toward the atmosphere, toward our disposition and attitude, toward the way we live and approach life. The teacher must be engaged as a learner so she can stay empathetic towards those whom she teaches. She must pursue an intellectual life so she can stay engaged in that love affair with truth. She must be fostering and perfecting virtue in her own life, all virtue, moral, physical, intellectual, and theological, so as to be more in the image of Christ. The pursuit of you living your life steeped in classical education may very well be the most valuable resource that you will ever invest in as an educator. But how? How do we do that when there are lessons to plan and papers to correct and teaching to be done and, well, life to be lived? Well, the first step is to consider it professional development. Professional development is widely valued and supported. Be sure you are on board with that. And teachers and tutors are generally accustomed to some time that is set aside for professional development, but homeschool moms, not so much. But the homeschool educator is probably just as much, if not more, in need of time set aside for professional development. Put it in your program plans. Check with your board about potential funding for your development and training as an educator. Your education plan should reflect the need and the opportunity for you to hone your craft, to cultivate yourself. Plan intellectual pursuits this season. Things like platforms, online courses, individual reading, contemplation considerations, or a community where you can be mentored and mentor others. But how else can we ensure that we, as the curriculum, are putting the best we can in front of our students? Well, first thing to remember is we become by doing. Commit to doing something. Love your way through it. Be humble and remain a learner. Always be learning something new. Pursue a life of wonder, awe, and virtue. In your schedules, give margin so that there is more freedom to pursue, foster, and grow wonder and awe. Let your children push you to the learning edge with wonder. They have so much to teach us about wonder and awe. Create a book list for yourself with categories that are part of a life steeped in classical education. These categories are philosophy, theology, the quadrivium, the trivium, gymnastics. But think of something more along the lines of physical education, not the balance beam. This helps in the forming of physical virtues. And the last category, musical education. And well, think of along the lines of the muses here, not about learning piano. And this will help in the forming of the moral imagination. They can be classical literature or about math or logic, something spiritual, definitely something intellectually challenging. And what that means varies in different seasons of our lives. A mom with a newborn and some toddlers doesn't have the same resources readily available to her as a veteran mom whose kids are almost grown. Likewise, a new teacher compared to a veteran teacher. Be kind to yourself by being realistic about your season. Be truly honest about what you are capable of. Honor the need to reflect. Schedule 10 to 15 minutes a day where you can just think, contemplate, and ponder what you are learning. 
take opportunities to discuss, preferably in person, because I believe transformation happens through dialogue, conversation, and community. Model for your students what an intellectual life looks like, because no curriculum, no workbook, no resource will ever do as much for a student than an educator who has cultivated her own heart, mind, body, and soul. Thanks for being here. I hope you will join me next Monday for Classical Matters. If you liked this podcast, subscribe so you don't miss an episode and get the word out there by sharing with a friend and leaving a rating or review. If you would like to leave me a comment, follow me on Facebook and check out my website at www.crystaljoycampbell.com. The links are in the show notes.